Hey, welcome to another Get Geekish podcast. Thanks for tuning in as always. I'm Bino, and uh, usually Derek's in the, the co-host seat with us, but since he decided to skip town and move to Texas, he's uh, MIA this week, so joined by one of our other uh, fine Get Geekish contributors, Izzy. Say hello to the people, Izzy. Hello to the people. Yes, been waiting for that joke for years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, we go way back. We, <laughs> we've known each other for a long time. We've been married for a long time. We have a lot of geeky things that we share. And uh, this week, we decided to talk about some of our, our furry four-legged friends. Uh, corgis. Pembroke Welsh corgis, to be specific. They're kind of the dog du jour right now. They're getting a lot of love in pop culture there and some, some anime, some cartoons, some movies. But uh, we got our first corgi rescue 15 years ago, something like that right now, and kind of fell in love with the breed of us. And so we thought we were going to geek out about corgis and get into some of the corgis in pop culture and some of the, the lore behind corgis today so that's what we're gonna be doing for the next 20 minutes or so and uh you do you want to introduce yourself real quick i think you you covered it <laughs> she's going to be the female voice in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> might be easier to tell us apart <clears throat> than when derek was here uh but uh starting the whole thing off corgis if you, if you don't know what one is it's a little stumpy thing it looks like a loaf of bread with little legs on it <laughs> and big bad ears yes and uh they they are kind of magical dogs, and I'm not just making that. There's actually a whole lore that goes into the backstory behind corgis, and I won't give you you know all of the details, but basically, uh, corgis in fairy lore were basically the steeds of fae folk, little folk. <laughs> they pulled fairies' carts and carriages, and the fairies rode them into battle. And the stories they have go back and forth from, uh, you know, human children stumbling across the dogs, what they thought were foxes, or some kids stumbling across the funeral of a fairy that died, and they were granted this, the corgis as gifts or something like that. But everything from the little fairy saddles, I've seen a little Welsh corgi right behind their shoulders, they have the hair that sticks out, and that's called the fairy saddle. And the, the lore behind that is that's what fairies did. They threw a saddle on the dogs and rode them in a battle. And that little hair sticking out is from those those fairy saddles. And the, the corgis' battle-forged origin uh, actually explains their name, too, because G in Welsh uh, is dog and Cor is dwarf. So their name literally is Dog of the Dwarfs. <laughs> They're pretty adorable. Our story, though, of loving corgis actually started on Craigslist. It, it, it sounds weird when you say it like that, but yeah, it's, it did. A <laughs> little, little less magical than fairies. Hey, Craigslist can be magical, just sometimes for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I was determined not to get a dog. I did not want a dog. I was going along with it, we'll say. She was, she was placating me. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but then the magicalness and they were so adorable. Cora, Cora won my heart. We'll, we'll preface this. Our, our first corgi was probably the smartest dog I've ever met in my life. We drove down and uh, met these guys in Wheat Ridge, about an hour south of here. And somebody had abandoned her in their backyard. And she had a big gash in her back leg. And they just threw in her backyard and left her be. So they put an ad on Craigslist and were interviewing people. So we drove down and did our, I have finger quotes in the air, <laughs> interview. <laughs> and then on the way home, they called us back and said that we could, we could take the dog if we wanted. So we turned right around. <laughs> yeah, because this dog had found Izzy here and buttered her right up. She walked right up and like cuddled around behind her leg and wrapped her head around her foot the entire time we were being interviewed. So yeah, she, she knew I didn't butter stand up. a chance. <laughs> 
And then we drove home, and I, I still remember driving home and having the dog between us in my little tiny Hyundai Accent car. And she fell asleep, draped across the console in the middle, so she had a head on one of us and a butt on the other. <laughs> Which sounds gross, but quirky butts are adorable. Yes, it's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she she was one of the, the smartest dogs I have ever known in my life oh yeah corgis are ridiculous smart 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 to a fault Let's... yeah so we hadn't had her very long and i had donuts on the counter and this is this is a box of donuts yeah, like an entire, two boxes two boxes of donuts in big white boxes sealed up ready to take take to, to work the next day yeah so i have these donuts ready to take to work and i take them to work in the morning and i open them up and there are three donuts missing and there's a tiny little precise hole chewed right outside the side, avoiding the chocolate donuts because uh, Cora did not like chocolate. So she had completely like Houdini'd this box of donuts. <laughs> I have no idea how she got them. I couldn't even tell that anything had happened until uh, they were gone. That was one of the times we realized that she could hop on tables, not just jump <laughs> on tables because those little stumpy legs wouldn't get very far but could push the chair out from our dining room table over to our kitchen room table to have a step to jump up onto and then push it back afterwards so I wouldn't know it was gone. Yeah, like the time that she got on the counter and ate all of the uh, goodies and treats that we had for Christmas. And um, except for the fudge, because again, she doesn't like chocolate, she gave that to her sister, Kiwi, and just pushed it on the floor. And then we spent a lovely night in the emergency vet hospital. Yeah, that was about because we we loved Cora so much that we got another dog a few years later named Kiwi, and when Cora jumped on the table, she used the other dog to get the chair over the table, jump up, ate all these Christmas treats, put the fudge on the floor, and we were so worried we had to go to the vet. We we're at the emergency vet hospital overnight, and they had to check their stomachs to make sure. And sure enough, in her stomach there was pounds of cake and cookies and things like that, but no chocolate. And in the other one was like a pound and a half of fudge. So they had to get that out in disgusting ways. But <laughs> <laughs> Or the time Cora unwrapped the Frere Rochers and ate the nut out of the center and left the chocolate part. Yeah, Frere Rochers, one of my favorite candies. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> unwrapped the foil, ate the hazelnut outside, left everything else. Yeah. <laughs> but nobody wanted it afterward because that was gross. <laughs> Uh, what, what are one of the other things that you love about corgis? I love how loving they are. Aww, oh, how sweet. There's hearts going up in the air. So we have uh, our third corgi, little little <laughs> dude named Arrow. Little, this is your, Mr. Arrow the Corgi on Instagram if you want to find him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's pretty cute. So we got him and he's this tiny little thing and we went up to Pingree Park to do an archery shoot and there were these uh, like 3D targets so we get up and this little teeny tiny puppy and our daughter and we're going to shoot this uh, target of a bear and he sees this bear and he jumps right out in front of our daughter <laughs> Like he is going to protect her from the bear, although he's like the size of yeah, my water at, bottle. At this time, he's like probably five months old. Yeah. Couldn't have weighed more than six or seven pounds, maybe. Just this tiny little fluff ball. And he was petrified, but he jumped face first into danger to protect his big sister. Yeah. 
And he, oh, he, I mean, he was very ferocious. Mm-hmm. Very, very manly. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they are. They're like ridiculous loving dogs. They are. They, they match our personality. We, the thing we've noticed about most corgis is whatever their owners are, they'll, they'll do whatever their owners do. If you want to sit on the couch and watch a movie, sit on the couch and watch a movie. If you want to go play fetch, they'll play fetch. If you want to walk, they'll go for a walk. They just get a little neurotic about any one of those things. <laughs> yeah, so part of why we, we got the second Corgi after getting Cora, Kiwi, adorable little one, um, was because Cora was so neurotic about Fetch. She was seriously the most agile and athletic dog that I've ever seen. And I, ha- I grew up mostly with retrievers. So you would think that a retriever would retrieve a ball well. They did okay. Um, But this little corgi would have fetched herself to death if we let her. We'd we'd actually force her to take breaks. We'd go in the backyard and like grab her collar and make her stop and sit down because she would go until she fell over if she was given the chance. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I've never had another dog that liked anything as much as that dog liked fetch. Oh, and then there was the time that Kiwi almost got um, eaten by a bald eagle. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> we picture we were at a park with brand new corgi puppy that weighs all of four pounds walking around, and then we look up and see a giant bald eagle swooping down and circling. It circled down to probably 20, 30 feet off the ground before we grabbed the dog and ran to the shelter for it, but I'm pretty sure that eagle wanted it for wanted her first snack. Yeah. <laughs> she was a tough one, though, too. Uh, we, <laughs> we were th- those parents uh, before we had our, our little human child. Our, our corgis were our children, and so when we got little Kiwi the puppy, we took her to the top of the swirly slide because we were going to take her down the swirly slide at the park. She wanted to go down the slide. I could tell. Yeah, yeah, and we were <laughs> we were going to do that, so we took her up there, and then she took a flying leap off the stairs, not down the slide, just off the top. She apparently had other ideas and did not necessarily really want to go down the slide. And she was fine. End of the story, short. But she she took that flying leap off of, you know, a two two story. I guess it was only you know, 12 feet high, 15 feet high. <laughs> it's a lot of force on those little legs when they land. <laughs> uh, a lot of people, when we take our corgis out for walks, they end up being big conversation starters because I, corgis are unique. They're little stumpy looking things. I think we relate because both of us kind of have short stumpy legs. <laughs> hey! But, but <laughs> it's they're, true. they're cute. Um, but... They're, they're easy conversation starters and everybody, you know, they look at them and they just kind of giggle because a lot of people look at corgis like, <laughs> look at those little dogs with no legs. They're so funny looking. But as a corgi owner, when I see normal, end quote, normal dogs now, I think they look like big old giraffes with these gargantuan gangly, gangly legs hanging off of them. And I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a weird juxtaposition. Yeah. <laughs> There's, there's a fun event around here. I don't know if it'll happen this year because of stupid coronavirus stuff, but uh, there is a tour de corgi that happens every year in Fort Collins, and it was unreal. For anybody that likes corgis, whether you have one or not, you can go down to this place and just see hundreds upon hundreds of corgis all over the place, and they do a little parade and a walk, and it's a, it's a sight. See, I think a lot of corgi owners are... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm going to say? They're just... They really get into it. 
fanatical. Yeah, yeah. Some may even say geekish. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that get very geekish about corgis. And I mean, we geek out about our corgis, but don't hold a candle to some people that are really into them too. <laughs> oh yeah, I I love every time we go to a con and there's like a corgi booth. I'm like, buy all the things. <laughs> I know. I, I, I wish I would remember the name of it because I put a link in here. The the one. Uh, lady we got the stickers from that all she did was she drew stickers and pictures of corgis and that was her booth at hey, the comic cons corgis even made hot topic that's true <laughs> that's true they're they're all over the place now you, you can just search corgi hot topic in other stores and there's tons of different merchandise there's book that story children's storybook oh, called corgi so with a k cute. and remarkable for a story that doesn't even have any words it has it tells a good story in there. And Corgis have made quite the... We were talking about some of the appearances they make in pop culture. And I think one of the most famous one is from Cowboy Bebop. Ein, little Corgi in that one. Super, super smart dog in there. He travels through space. But uh, I, I didn't realize... Because Cowboy Bebop has been out for years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize, <laughs> even put two and two together, that there was a Corgi in it until years after I had my own Corgi. And somebody pointed out, went back and washed my God. And then I suddenly fell in love with the show again. That sounds like a dumb reason to fall into because it's a pretty good show. But Ayn is what got me into it. I'll just put it at that. <laughs> it's also why we bought the Funko Pop. That is true. <laughs> There's a little Ayn Funko. He's, he's a little side thing. He needs his own one because he was kind of a little side bit to the other one. But Agreed. Um there's also the the Queen's Corgi movie that just recently came out. I haven't seen that one yet, but I, th- I, I we looked and it looks like it's available on Netflix now. I have to watch. Didn't get so great reviews, but I think with some tempered expectations, it looks like it still could be a pretty funny movie. Also, I think the part of the problem with that might be, and I haven't seen it either, but that it was animated and marketed like as this cute animated movie. But I've I've read that it is not for children. Yeah, a lot of. So dry adultish humor. That might have been part of the bad reviews. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, another one in Ruby. There's Zwei, little little black and white one that goes on there. Adorable little fella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one we have we discovered when doing some research for this was the Infinity Train Atticus, uh, who's a uh, he assisted Tulip in finding the door to the next room in the Infinity Train. Yes, there's a entire cartoon series with this corgi character yeah which i didn't know but now i totally want to watch <laughs> and so we we would were thinking that we had uh targeted marketing so we would get these little things in amazon because you know <laughs> yes like yeah like, uh, amazon you go yeah. to the amazon page you search something that says oops we couldn't find what you were looking for we couldn't find that request an page. adorable corgi so we thought like you know the internet was stalking us yeah, I figured it was yeah. the algorithm. We searched a lot of corgi stuff. Oh, they put a picture of a corgi. But it turns out that that little corgi is Amazon's unofficial mascot, Rufus. Uh, for years, he was a fixture at Amazon.com. Uh, and he was actually, he belonged to the Amazon's former editor-in-chief and principal engineer who brought him to the afternoon every day and called him Amazon's shortest volunteer worker. So he'd be walking around the store at the original Amazon spot doing thing and everybody just knew who he was. And customers would send him gifts and all kinds of things. He passed away in 2009, sadly, which was over a decade ago. But when you see little little pictures of Corgi on Amazon, that's that's their mascot. That was a real little real little dude named Rufus. As if I needed another reason to like Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it just makes take spending my money so easy. That's all it is. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> so corgis are short and little and everything. But one of the things I love about them is it's like they're little but mighty, which I feel like might be my spirit animal. <laughs> so when you, you, you get to relate a little bit. Yeah. So when you take a corgi for a walk, you think, oh, little dog, it's fun. And then they get determined to see something and their low center of gravity makes them just little i want to say bulldogs but i've never walked a bulldog i don't know like bulldozer i don't know bulldozers are probably more apt in this this particular juncture it's really hard to contain them (laughs) yeah when they when they dig into the ground you wouldn't think that a little 30 pound creature could like i'm not a small dude (laughs) and I have to plant my feet and use both hands to pull back when our little corgi decides he wants to run forward. Like it's, there's a lot of effort going on there and he's, he's learned to jump much to my chagrin. He's, he's right about crotch height when he jumps <laughs> and most jogs kind of jump up on you, paw you a little bit, but he's learned to jump at you. So he puts his full weight into his front paws flying forward and it, it's led to some near injuries here and there. He will be noticed. <laughs> They, they do have this, like, this royal aspect to them. Oh, because of the queen's corgis. Well, yeah. The queen the queen knows her stuff. Cor- corgis would fit in in a palace very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're uh, pretty adorable with their little floppy ears. I gotta say, so... Most of the time, puppies are so, so cute. And then when they grow into grown-up dogs, it's not that they're not cute anymore, but they're just not as cute as they were when they were puppies. And I would argue that corgis get cuter. That is true. Puppy corgis are cute, but adult corgis can be just as cute. I, that's that's no lie there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sad thing that I hate saying this out loud, too, is... Chubby corgis are really adorable, but then I feel awful for them because with their long backs, overweight corgis have a lot of back and hip problems if you let them get overweight. So it's horrible. And you're a bad owner, bad owner if your corgi gets really fat. But man, they look like little sausages or like caterpillars. I also feel bad for corgis when they sneeze. Our new one doesn't have as much of a problem because it's a smaller face, but Cora, she had a real long snout. Like if you, if, you, if you just have made her legs three times longer than they were, she she could have passed for a, a, a fox probably. But we had all tile floors at our first house that we had her in. And every time that dog sneezed, she bashed her chin on the floor. <laughs> and we never laughed because, no, we laughed all the time. <laughs> and th- we're, we're, these were big sneezes. This wasn't like a little thump. It was like she sneezed and you hear this thump, thunk. Oh, you okay, dog? Are you okay? I'm surprised she never chipped her teeth. <laughs> that had to be so painful. I'm actually staring at you right now, and in the background, there's a corgi butt calendar. That's right. We own a corgi butt calendar. Yeah, we, we, we may have, to, to, to prove the geekiness of the corgis on here, we have a butt calendar in here. We have matching corgi costume onesies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got a pair of what, a corgi purse. I've got a corgi mm-hmm. shirt. We've got you know, corgi racers, corgi refrigerator magnets. There, there, there might be a, a slight problem, but you know, <laughs> when people find their breed, they find their breed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you didn't have a corgi, what would you have? It's a tough question. I, 
I've always wanted an English bulldog, but I don't think I have. I don't want to take care of an English bulldog because they have lots of health problems too. <laughs> so I'd probably go for something like a Scotty dog, which isn't too far off. From no, I was going to say, I'd probably pick a Westie, but that's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently we're British Isle dog people. <laughs> Pinky's out. <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you grew up with big dogs, though. Yes, I I grew up with St. Bernard's in my house. My entire childhood had <laughs> a little different than a corgi. Yeah, I, they were they were they were big ones. Like I think most of the ones we had were between 120 and 180 pounds. Big slobbering, drooling machines that they were sweet, loving dogs, but a way different world than having a corgi. <laughs> <laughs> And my biggest difference is having to clean up after them. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't clean up after a corgi in your backyard, you step on the mess. If you have a St. Bernard you don't clean up after, you step in the mess. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that mental image. (laughs) You can ride that one all night. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, that's, I mean, that, that, that pretty much sums up our, our geekish love of corgis on here. And uh, hopefully you, you enjoyed this little banter, I guess you'd call it. Random corgi stories. <laughs> Random corgi stories. We'll go with that. Um, but uh, we can find more about it. Find us on social media at Gay Geekish. Chime in if you've got a corgi story. If you've got a corgi, I want to see your corgi. So, <gasps> so post a picture Pictures, in the comments. please. <laughs> Did you hear that? Say that, say that again. I said, oh, pictures, please. You even kept the same inflection. I'm impressed with that. <laughs> uh, you don't need to go just scouring the internet to send us Corgi pictures because we do that ourselves already. Uh, they could but too. <laughs> if you've got your own pictures, that's what I want to see because that's, that's where the true thing is. When you have your own dog, it's adorable. That's, that's where it's all at. Uh, you know, Corgi, corgi owners unite. Heck, let me, let me see a picture of your dog. Even if it's not a Corgi, all dogs are great. It's true. I don't want to be, I I like want to be corgi centric. <laughs> no. <laughs> cor- cor- corgi elitist. Oh, we forgot oh. about corgis mixed with other dogs. Oh. That's one of my favorite things ever. Because a corgi mixed with any other dog just looks like any other dog, but like chopped off at the knee. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself a favor and go Google corgi mixed breeds or corgis mixed with other breeds. And there's some adorable pictures up there. The, my still my favorite one I think is the corgi and the husky, where it oh looks gosh. like a gray Siberian husky <laughs> that just stopped growing <laughs> at the knees. <laughs> so yes, please send your other dog pictures, and then I'll imagine them mixed with corgis. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was a sale a sell or not. I don't Either know. way, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but uh, thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Ames uh, Community Radio for uh, playing us every week on their show we appreciate all they do for us and uh we'll see you hopefully at some convention soon if we ever get one back down but if not uh we'll be here uh doing the podcast and on the website and on social media so bino and izzy saying uh, we'll talk at you next week <laughs>